Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Big stories and even bigger guests. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I see uh, emails, just a few, 99% of the emails are just, people are furious at the decision taken by the Trudeau government concerning Omar Khadr and the delivery of the $10.5 million as quickly and as surreptitiously as they did. Don't tell anybody, but we have this check for you. But I got email, one or two emails saying, well, look, the, Roy, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled uh, that, that Omar Khadr's rights were violated. Yeah, that's right. Supreme Court of Canada did not rule that Omar Khadr should receive $10.5 million. And by the way, the court decision had nothing to do with Khadr's age. It was about CSIS agents questioning Khadr and sharing their information with the Americans. And Supreme Court decisions are not always cut and dried. This one was 9-zip. But you know there have been Supreme Court decisions that were 5-4. I, get the, I understand what the Supreme Court decided. It doesn't stop us from talking about it and challenging what the reality is. While Mr. Cotter has pocketed more than $10 million already, the Trudeau government continues a years-long court battle with Canadian military veterans who argue Ottawa is trying to block pensions and benefits for wounded and injured Canadian soldiers. During the 2015 election campaign, the Liberals promised to take better care of these Canadian military veterans who fought in Afghanistan than the Harper government had taken care of. Don Sorokin joins me from Vancouver. He's a lawyer for the Canadian military veterans, and uh, he's accused the Trudeau government of a, quote, betrayal. Mr. Sorokin, it's good to talk to you. It's been a while. Just in uh, nuts and bolts fashion, can you remind us what the, the lawsuit is about? The lawsuit was about the taking away of the pension for disabled soldiers in what was called the New Veterans Charter. Uh, veterans legislation means that a, lo- a, a soldier can't sue or anybody serving cannot sue, even as in the case of Dan Scott, our lead plaintiff, where he was injured by a one of these Claymore mine devices that was uh, being he was being trained as to how to disarm them. And it, there's a link there to Cotter because Mr. Cotter has a video out where he's shown preparing these types of uh, Claymore mines where you uh, put a attach it to a a cell phone, and then you can detonate it and cause uh, a tank to be blown up. And the PPCLI lost many soldiers and uh, and one journalist to that type of thing. I don't, by the way, I don't suggest that Mr. Potter's uh, bombs that he was making were used against Canadians. They weren't. But uh, the type of uh, of instrument that was used to cause grievous bodily harm, and our system doesn't allow our soldiers 
sue. It says you must be treated under the benefits program. And then they altered the benefits program just and it just for the Afghan war, just before the Afghan war, to take away the rights that every other veteran had enjoyed. And it meant that in a case like Dan Scott, if he had been injured by the criminally negligent op, uh, acts of his training officer in any other context, he would have been able to go into court and sue and probably get a substantial sum. Instead, he got treated in uh, very badly and uh, only recovered a fraction of what he could have got in Civvy Street. So now the, the Harper government had challenged the soldiers initially, these, these veterans, and it was Mr. Harper's government had, that had said initially there was no social contract between men and women uh, of the military and the government of Canada, regardless of what Prime Minister Borden said in 1917. If I understand it correctly, Mr. Trudeau, during the election campaign, specifically mentioned this, this case that you're leading for these veterans and said things were going to improve. Is that correct? Yes, no, absolutely. And not only that, uh, I, I, in the election campaign, they almost used their guys as props on, the, on, on, on their platforms, literal not the written platform, but the platform they were speaking from. And, uh, and people were very heartened that there was going to be this change of attitude. In fact, even under the Conservative government, uh, Minister O'Toole had changed the attitude, and we were um, a long way around to getting a, a settlement of it. And we thought that with the promises of the Liberal government and the steps that we made forward with the Mr. Minister O'Toole and the Conservative government, one way or another, we'd have the thing resolved. But instead, when uh, when Minister Hare came in, we went to Ottawa, had a meeting with him. We're expecting to hear that uh, things could be resolved. And instead, they, uh, he announced, uh, "No, we're going back to court." And they were going back to court on the on the argument that had been raised in December of 2014, and uh, which two parts of it were that uh, uh, we can do what we want to veterans was the, the argument in that first in December of 2014, and secondly, that the honor of the crown concept that we're, we were utilizing to enforce the social covenant only applied to aboriginals, and both of which uh, raised a certain amount of outrage in the community with justification. So they're actively pursuing a case. They're actually actively opposing, using taxpayer money. They're actively continuing to oppose your clients, Canadian soldiers who volunteered to become members of the military, who volunteered to go to Afghanistan, who are saying, this is what we believe that you, uh, not necessarily owe us, but this is, the, this is the agreement that we believe was made between the federal government and the men and the women of the Canadian military. And by the way, we have a social contract and the federal government is saying, oh, and they may well be saying, and you said during the election campaign, as you, as you said, uh, Mr. Sorkin, you, you said you were going to treat us differently than the Harper government, but now you're doing exactly the same thing so how do we trust you? And if the military cannot trust governments, which send them to war and possible death, the consequences could be enormous. Yeah, and Roy, I just don't understand where this is coming from, because in, if you go back to a, a resolution that was put into Parliament that was unanimously passed by Parliament, basically put forward the essential part of our case, and that was that there is a social covenant that gives rise to, rise to fiduciary obligations. That was unanimously passed by all members of Parliament. And during the, that, the speeches to that, the Prime Minister and the members of the Liberal government 
got up and basically said what I've been arguing in court. So how they can come along now and say, well, it, it didn't mean it, it's not true. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm astonished uh, at, uh, at the change of attitude. But what, what is equally troubling is that when you listen to the uh, PR spiel of these guys now, they try to make it sound like they've solved the problem. They say that they have an option for a pension. But when, they, when you look at what the pension is that they're describing, it's not a pension at all. It's the minimal lump sum that you get under this uh, diminished program spread out over a number of years. So if you, if you get a, a lump sum of $50 when you could have previously got 3000 and, uh, and add a bunch of zeros to each of those, and you spread it out over 10 years, that doesn't make it a pension. It makes it a nuisance cashing the check. Yeah. So ten million, ten point five million dollars. They have that for Omar Cotter, and they deliver it to him very, very quickly. And I think partly because they didn't want to get caught in an ele- in, in a court case where they might be embarrassed. But they have ten point five million dollars for Cotter. Here you go, Mr. Cotter. Have a great rest of your life. Say a few appropriate, provide a few appropriate uh, politically correct sound bites for the mainstream media, and 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 you'll be fine. But for for your clients, it's well. There's no social covenant between the government and you, and by extension, I guess there's no social covenant between the government and the voter. Everybody's getting screwed. There's another link I want to mention about this stuff that happened with Mr. Cotter, uh, and that is that I've dealt with thousands of veterans as to what happened to them during this Afghan conflict. Mm -hmm. One of the most devastating things that can happen is that they have to shoot a child. And uh, the child soldiers have, a, have a, a double side to it. Members of our military aren't, uh, aren't really looking forward to going into battle with children and, 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 or, or children being affected by battle. But it, so the, it, sometimes children will get caught up in, in, the, in, in battle and there will be casualties, but they have to actually wage war against a child. I've had personal experiences with soldiers that are years later having a hard time dealing with that. No doubt. No doubt. They deserve what they're asking for. And they were promised that as part of the 2015 election campaign by a political party that attained power and now has gone back on its word and is saying, well, we'll see you in court. We have unlimited funds. You don't. I know you're giving of your time for these, for these uh, veterans. And I thank you for spending the time with us. And I thank you for taking care of of our Canadian military veterans, Mr. Sorokin. It's good talking to you again. Thank you for your interest. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Who do we look after first? The men and the women who wear the Canadian military uniform. That's our responsibility. They volunteer to protect us. And in this case... What's good for Cotter isn't good for our own military men and women. Now, when we come back, I'm going to read you two emails. One I just received and one I received two days ago. You will not want to miss them. Stay with us.